Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Wednesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Tuesday. Uh, I was nearly going to do this all on housing and house prices, but to be honest, that all bores me stupid. Uh, so I've thrown in a little bit of daylight saving talk at the end, but you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to listen to the boring stuff first. Uh, oh, but we let's start off with uh, the announcement of the announcement because I like saying that and I think it's funny. Announcing that they're going to announce something is really this government's calling card. It's their go-to, isn't it, along with announcing reviews, which is what makes my husband getting it so wrong so glaring. I mean, how would you have expected them to suddenly be proactive? My guess, and maybe I'll put money on this one too, is that come April 6th, She'll announce the bubble opening in time for the school holidays, which start, by the way, on the 16th of April. If the bubble isn't up by that weekend, I will be surprised. Yes, it will seem a quick turnaround between the 6th and the 16th, but they're already working on it now, surely. And let's not forget, this is a woman who dragged out a lockdown for Auckland only to release it with half an hour's notice. So there's no rhyme or reason to the logic here. Getting it up in time for the school holidays makes sense to capture people's ability to travel recreationally. It also incorporates Anzac Day. Surely that's a win-win. If it's not by the school holidays, then I've got no idea what they're doing. I give up. In a final insult to every Kiwi's intelligence, the PM said she knows what the bubble will mean for people. Really? But still no date? Let's see less sentiment and more action. And of course, after that, people were worried that the the housing announcement yesterday was was going to be an announcement of an announcement as well. But it turned out it was just an announcement, um, and and we didn't need to announce the announcement. Uh, and uh, here was the the reaction to the announcement. Well, at least there was an announcement. We should be very grateful about that. <laughs> That's true. But unfortunately, this is more of a Band-Aid that won't stop the bleeding, in my view. Mm. And and that's sad because um, certainly I think everyone would like to see the housing market cool down to some extent. And, uh, you know, there are measures in here that uh, clearly the government believe will uh, do that. But yeah. uh, if you look at the, uh, the detail of it, I'm not sure whether they'll achieve that outcome. And uh, I think, you know, the housing issue is going to be with us for some considerable time. If you look at the breakdown, I think um, what Grant Robertson has done here, he's broken a very publicly declared promise, and that was not to increase the Brightline test. And, of Mm. course, that was uh, introduced by the national government, uh, and it meant that if you then, if you flicked a house within two years, you'd pay what is effectively a capital gains tax on it. Uh, That was extended by Labor to five years. Uh, Grant Robertson is now extending that out to ten years. So, um, you know, he's broken a very publicly declared promise. Uh, He said on News Talk ZB on the Drive show last September, he won't increase the bright line um, test. And that's exactly what he's done today. Um, I suppose he would argue that he's reacting to an out of control housing market. Kerry, it was out of control then. Mm. Um, It may have accelerated Mm. a bit, Mm. but uh, house prices prices were out of control, and I think even Grant Robertson knows that uh, anything that this government might do at the moment is not going to um, fix what is a very very long standing problem in New Zealand, basically because we have this love affair with bricks and mortar. Mm. It's funny that expression, isn't it? It sort of implies that the only things we make houses out of these days are bricks. 
But, I mean, I've read The Three Little Pigs. I know how it all works. Uh, does Megan Woods. She's been trying to build houses for ages and hasn't had much success. So what impact is this entire package, all the levers you're pulling, what impact is this going to have on house prices? Look, this is about making it easier for first-home buyers to get into property. That is the, the fundamental purpose of what we're doing. So not only are we looking at the demand-side measures, one of the things that makes this package unique is that actually we're finally addressing, for the first time since the 1970s, the big issues, who's, who's going to pay for the pipes to get the water to your taps, take the sewerage away, to build the roads to get there. We've got a way to do that, and that's been holding up housing conversations in New Zealand for far too long. All right, so um, what impact do you think it will have on house prices? Look, I think one of the things that we've been talking about for um, for a while now is actually um, the need for us to, to, to stabilise house prices yeah. and the need for us actually to be adding supply at that affordable end. One of the things that we do know is if we just leave it to, to the market that we don't necessarily get those afford- affordable outcomes. And that is one of the things that we are trying to drive this package today. We know there is plenty of um, room at that affordable end of the market. Yeah. Have you had any advice on how much it could potentially stabilise house prices? Uh, well, look, they're, I mean, they're, they're great unknown. So um, what, what we do know is um, how many houses that we can, uh, potentially um, around the infrastructure package and the supply side, how many that that will produce over a 15 to 20 year period. And we do know what the, the kind of pent up demand for houses are. Mm. There is simple demand and supply economics that we know that we have a shortage of houses at the, in, in New Zealand at the moment, and that is driving up price. And what we're delivering today is about, on one hand, trying to take some heat out of the market with the demand side package, but also matching that with the way to actually get some houses built. I can't think of anything worse than having more than one house. I, I, my house causes me enough grief as it is. You know, it's just, when you have a house, there's just so much stuff. Looking after a house. You know, trying to keep it from falling down. You know? I, I mean, that's extreme, but that's basically what you're trying to do. Let alone multiply that out by... Anyway, what does Marcus make of it all? I don't know if it's quite as simplistic as supply and demand. You know, certainly from the community I am involved with, the number of houses that went into Airbnb. So I think there are the supply of houses, but so much of them, so many of them have been repurposed for tourism because people could see that was going to have less of a cost on their house. Um and there was more flexibility and less of a headache. And suddenly in our community, there was a total squeeze on rental houses because all the houses got bought by people that didn't live in the community, didn't live in the province, didn't live in the island, didn't even live in the country. They brought the houses and banged them on Airbnb. So suddenly they all just disappeared. Um, so I don't think it was a housing shortage. It was a Repurpose. I don't understand his point. I mean, it's he, that that's still houses that people don't can't buy, so it is supply and demand. I see. This is what happens as soon as I start trying to think about this. My head hurts. I get throbbing sensations, and not good ones. Let's change the subject entirely and finish up talking about daylight saving. I think um, Shirley's got some throbbing sensations about that. Why don't you I like hate it? I this daylight saving. Why don't you like it? Well, when I go out to do little jobs for other people that they've gone away, I've got to get up and, and get my own jobs done here. Yeah. And then 
um, and it's dark feeding my animals, and yes. then it's uh, it's just starting to daylight when I've got to feed the other people's animals. But at the end of the day, Shirley, don't you have a wee glass of a, a shandy or something like that, and you're looking no. out from your patio, looking at your chickens run around, in the, don't you? No, I hate it. Look, <laughs> Peter Dunn did it to wait. Uh, he had a big lot of... Um, uh, a petition, mm, and yeah. uh, they extended it then. They had a referendum, didn't they? Go back mm. to where it was. Right. And when uh, he took over, it would be all right if it went back to the se- to uh, the seventh of March. So it's a length of Sunday, time. It, the seventh of March to put it back. It's a this length of time it runs for now. you don't like. Sorry, is, is it the length of time it runs for that you don't like? Yes, because right. the dairy farmers, the um, the uh, horse people uh, doing their horses in the morning and everything else. Seven o'clock. Yeah. Seven o'clock it starts to get daylight and it's not a fair go to the horse industry and the dairy farmers. Are you a farmer yourself, Shirley? I've got a lifestyle block and I do, fa- I do a lot of farm work. You no, know, like okay. uh, go shifting cattle and stuff like that. Well, we're yep. going to be talking to Peter Dunn in around 25 minutes. What would you like us to say to him? To take it back. Okay. To the seventh of uh, March, right. or even a bit end of uh, February. Right. Oh, gee, is there any point in doing it then, Shirley? Yes, and then the farmers will be a bit happier in the morning to oh. getting up to the and, and the horse and the horse industry. Okay, Righto. very good. Thank you, Shirley. We will pass that on for sure. Yeah, that seems to be the argument, doesn't it? That's always because the animals don't know what time it is. So I think really what we need to do is just teach them how to tell the time properly and then it'll all be fixed and nobody will worry about whether we have daylight saving or not. Stupid animals. I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, That's all the time I have time for today. Uh, Depending on daylight saving, I'll be back with you about this time tomorrow, I think. Or an hour or so either way. See you then.